Hi, welcome to Per My Last Email. This is your host, Michaela. Every other week, I'll be coming on here to tell you everything going on in my life. Sometimes it'll be real estate and some tips and tricks for all of you. Sometimes it'll be everything that drives me crazy about building a business, but it'll always be something you can relate to and be like, yep, definitely feel that. Each episode is meant to inspire, connect, and maybe lead you to a glass of wine while we all discuss the many reasons we've all thought about writing emails, starting with the phrase, per my last email. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello. Welcome to episode eight. Today's episode is going to be a bit different. We've got two guests on today. I've known these girls for years on and off. So I wanted to give a little background on who they are and how I know them and why I think you all should get to know them as well. So when I was, I don't know, 22, 23, I started working at a bar in Chicago called Most Cantina. To this point, I had worked at other bars and restaurants in Chicago, but I had never really felt like I found a fit. And so I got a job at Moe's in River North, which is a neighborhood of Chicago. And I instantly realized the vibe in the restaurant was different. So during the day, it was sort of a restaurant. At night, it was more of a club. And slowly but surely, I kind of got to know the girls there. And it was a family-run business. So at the time, this family had maybe four or five other bars and While I was in college, I had kind of grown up going to those bars and nightclubs throughout Chicago. And so I was really familiar. I didn't totally understand that, you know, everything was owned by one family, but I kind of had a sense. All their restaurants and bars are usually like in buildings connected to each other. So you typically will have a Moe's near an old crow, well, at the time, or at the time it was a barley corn. And so you kind of got the sense that something was together or owned by the same family. So I started working there when I was 22. And it was an environment that was just so different than any other bars or restaurants I'd been in. Some of the other servers and bartenders kind of took me in and I became friends with them. And it was just more of like a family environment. And the girls I was with or some of the guy bartenders I don't know. We just all form these friendships that actually to this day, I'm still friends with some of these people. And I had worked at other places and it wasn't the same. I had worked previously at like a new nightclub, basically. And it was a very different environment. It was very cutthroat. It was like, you know, you get the shift or I get the shift. And like, how can I kill you so I can have the shift? And this just, it wasn't the same. We were all in a very different place together and we just all wanted to have a good time and do it together. So as I worked at Moe's, I started, you know, as I said, to find out that it was a family business and that the owner, Sam, had two daughters. He actually had three, but the youngest was really, really young. And so she was like, not a part of what we thought was his daughter clan. And so we all thought that he had two daughters Samantha and Karina. And Karina was older and she was, at the time we didn't know where she was, but now in retrospect, she was in college. And Samantha was kind of like around, but we never really knew who, what, where, when, why. He had two daughters. They were sort of around periodically. And that was kind of it. Samantha was always working upstairs in the office, like the corporate part of running bars and restaurants. And then, like I said, Karina was nowhere to be found. I think I saw Karina like once or twice in three years until she kind of got back. And it was just kind of always known, like, these are his daughters. They work for him or under him. He's got the family business. And like, you know, they're Sam Sanchez's daughters. As we got older, it started to occur to me, like, what that might mean for somebody. And for somebody like me who didn't have 
sort of a family business to join into or really any path that felt right for me. I had to do so much soul searching to figure it out for myself. I was kind of envied this concept that like, oh, you could just like fall into this thing because it just existed for you. The other side of that is I was pushed into architecture school, which I didn't want to go to. And sort of a path was created for me by my family that I didn't want. So although I was like glorifying this family business thing, you know, a path was created I didn't want to deal with and didn't want to be a part of. And so when I started working at Moe's, it was actually the first time I sort of separated myself from that path and had told my family once I had graduated college, you know, game over on planning out my life. I'm going to do it from now on. And you guys can have no opinions because I did what you wanted up until this point. And so that's when I got my job at Moe's and I said, I'll figure out my life by the end of summer. And so it was interesting to kind of watch as two girls that I really didn't know kind of evolve into two girls that I did know over the years and kind of as they grew up and as they grew into their own independent women outside of their father's kind of umbrella business and what they became, it became quite interesting about, you know, this concept of how do they become their own independent people, even if they want to work in the bar industry or restaurant industry, how do they become their own independent people outside of their father's sort of like mega restaurant group? Because at this point, their father does have somewhat of a mega restaurant group. He owns six or seven restaurants and bars. He's president of the Restaurant Association in Chicago. So he does have quite a following and quite sort of a political name in Chicago that has to do with restaurants. And, you know, there's two girls here that are trying to make their own independent names and that kind of struggle internally with the family and then externally with the public, I thought would be a really interesting conversation. So I have the two girls over at my condo for a chat and we'll just drop in to the conversation. So here we go. When did your college attempts end? Do you know? Probably like 12-ish. Do you remember when the conversation was based on your life of when she was like, mom and dad, I'm done? I don't remember the year. Yeah. I just remember the conversation. Yeah. I actually thought that it was like kind of brave because she mm-hmm. had been trying. I feel like she was trying to do something that just didn't work for yeah. her. And she yeah. finally kind of was You like, kept trying to like fit a mold that like really was not yours to fit. And it was like not even a little working. Yeah. Okay. So somewhere around there. So 2012. So I'm, the reason I'm asking this is, so I met your family in 2013. Okay. So I don't know you yet. Um, (laughs) Don't know you. Or like around then probably. I I started working in the office probably 2012, hostessing 2000, probably 13. And that's Mm -hmm. when I met you when you were serving. Yeah. And you were hostessing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you were hostessing like just two seconds and then then you, you ended up in the office. So you've dropped out of numerous colleges. You decide this isn't for you. You're working kind of through the ranks, I would say, like just the normal mm-hmm. path in your dad's restaurants. At this point, your dad has like six restaurants, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Do you have any like plan of what this looks like for it? Or you're like, let me just exist um, for a little? I know that I enjoyed it a lot, like in the beginning, because I like to stay busy a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's something that kind of kept my body moving. Yeah. It wasn't just like a boring job or anything yeah. like that. So I think... That's kind of what kept me in on it. I would say probably after learning how to like post, serve, and all those positions, I kind of hit a wall as well that I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't want to keep just doing the same thing over and over again. What's like my next kind of, I guess, like adventure? And I mean, it's far along the timeline when I started Luna, but that's when, again, I got into like this weird mood. I was like... I don't want to, you know, just come to work yeah. for my dad for the rest of my life. Forever. So, 
then I started kind of like um, looking around, keeping myself busy. I did a graphic design course, so mm. I helped my dad a lot with flyers. That was always fun because it's it still like included my artistic yeah. talents. Yeah, you felt like you could get that outlet yeah. and like do something that, so that was, was like, like fun like, for yeah, your that was brain. Really fun for me. I just stuck with like my dad's businesses, and I felt like that kind of was going to take me a little bit further. And plus, okay. like restaurants, I connected to them. Not just because, like, business side, but restaurants technically are very artistic as well. Because, like, you have to design them, plating, cocktails, like, everything is very visual. So I think that's kind of what kept me super interested. And then I think after that, once I hit that, I told Karina this, like, I'm not very good with working with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I think at one point I felt like working with my dad, we bumped heads a lot. And I wasn't able to explore a lot of visions that I had for the company or for myself because I was kind of you know I was under him so yeah. it's not it, I mean it's his company right yeah. it's so his that's why I, journey yeah. I was like okay I think I'm starting to feel comfortable that I've worked this much amount and I really want to branch out and start doing like my own image versus just listening to someone about their images okay so just so that I get the timelines right when Samantha's starting well we would not are you I still at a law firm or no I moved back from law school in 2014, and we actually okay. moved in together, so we lived Oh, together. I forgot about this. Yeah. Yes, oh you gosh. did. I forgot about that. Did you help us? No. <laughs> wasn't me. I'm over it. I felt away. I don't feel any way anymore. You guys are done cheating on me. I feel better now. There was a point in your lives when you were cheating on me. You have since stopped cheating on me. All is well. I have referred to people. Yes, you have. very happy. The the Sanchez sisters no longer cheat on me. I am, in fact, the realtor to the Sanchez sisters. There was a time they were cheating. Continue. (laughs) Um, Yes, so we lived together. And then in 2018 was when I went to go work for my dad. She had been there basically... Yeah, the whole time. So 2018, you go to work for your dad. By that point, have you gone into entrepreneur land? Yeah. You have. So let's work back a little bit because I want to talk about that. How did we go from corporate yucky law firm? Mm -hmm. Because there's there's some stuff that happens before dad businesses. It's yeah, it's kind of a little bit intertwined. So yeah. like around the time where I was like this law firm is terrible and just not yeah. for me, I started talking to one of my friends about starting a business and she had gone to Aspen for that summer. I think it was like 2017 or 2016. Yeah. And CBD was becoming to be a really big right. thing in Aspen and so she was like, "Hey, have you, you know, thought about CBD?" I ended up trying CBD, buying it from like one of the stores here in Chicago. And it was like way before like any, it had really like become a thing in yeah. Chicago. And it actually helped me with my like anxiety at the law firm and like yeah. doing a lot of jobs. And so at that point, like probably like a few months, maybe three or four months before I left that law firm, we started kind of putting together a business plan and like kind of like, what do we want to do? And we started thinking about it and I loved what CBD did for me. Yeah. So we were like, but how do we make it like, you know, what we want it to be? And so we came up with like this brand and this business idea, which was CBD beverages, which were like super new at the time. It yeah. was again, like 2018 is when we Yeah, that wasn't a thing yet. Idea. And we just were like playing with like recipes at home, doing research on like, you know, how do you get it canned? Right. Like, how do you pasteurize this so it's shelf stable? I mean, how do you get into retail accounts? It was like something I've never done before. Right. Were you watching like Shark Tank so like yeah. you can figure out what this right. shit's called? A little bit. Was, like, I feel like I only know those words because I watch Shark Tank. Yeah. There's a lot of research online, a lot yeah. of emails to people mm. like, hey. What, what's next? Yeah. Finding like water soluble CBD, which again, it just like wasn't a thing yeah. back then. So we came and so like we came up with like this brand and we obviously didn't like have any money to yeah. like, really put behind it. So we did everything ourselves from coming up with like 
like the recipes to the labels. I actually reached out to Samantha for label. Yeah, help I was just going to say, I'm assuming Samantha made labels. <laughs> Samantha made labels. <laughs> she made our labels. And just we came up with a brand that's called Super You. And just the whole idea behind it is that like CBD helps you with anxiety or your mood. And it yeah. really allows you to be the best like you. Yeah. Just like whatever that may be. And I just really liked our branding. It's still something that we're doing today, like my business partner and yeah. I. Kind of nice to work with a friend. It's really nice to work with a fem- like fellow female. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a different... Different vibe. Like, yeah. Like a different like dynamic. So we sell just in Chicago. And so it started in 2018. And we're in like 10 to 20 like stores and bars in Chicago. It's kind of just like loading for now. CBD is really hard yeah. because it's like a little bit unclear as to like where can sell it like jewel or whole foods mm. won't sell cbd like ingestibles I see. so it's kind of like a hard thing to grow so uh. we've kind of just like been keeping it and selling it into places and mostly keeping it because i really love the brand mm. itself and like it tastes really good and anyone that tries it loves Likes it. it yeah it's just like trying to like get marketing and can it be like delivered direct to consumer yeah we sell online oh okay so, so you have a website it. and you can buy it and it'll get delivered to you yeah. Yep. So, but the thing is, like, so it's like all these like, little things you don't think about when you're starting it. Right. Shipping cans of products is actually really expensive. Yeah, of course. So, it's so heavy. But that kind of like CBD kind of segued me into really getting interested in the cannabis industry also. Because okay. at that, that time, that was like, it had just become legal in 2019. Got it. So, started like researching that and trying to figure out how to get into that. Mm-hmm. And I guess at that point, so kind of like intercepts. I was yeah, doing this right. like, and are you doing cannabis stuff at the same time as working for my dad? And at that time I was doing strictly law stuff for my dad. Got it. Are you, was there any, a point where like you're working at a corporate law firm and doing this, or it was like, yeah. I'm done with corporate law. This is my new endeavor. Was it like a straight shot or no? Uh, no, or I actually switch. started it before leaving. Kind okay. of like how I said, I was kind of like feeling like. Feeling it. Like right. Oh, like right, right, right. Out for me at this law firm. So I was like, well, I'm just going to like start doing this on my spare time. That all kind of transition to actually, I can't do this place anymore. Okay. So we can't do the law firm anymore. We kind of joined dad and helping him with legal while CBD and cannabis stuff is in the works. Yep. Got it. Where are you now with cannabis stuff? So now it's been, oh my gosh, it's 2021. So it's been, how many years is that? Three, four, something like that. Yeah, three or four years. Illinois has been like moving relatively slowly with their cannabis stuff, but I joined up with a group. So me and my friend who I do super you with, Marie, ended up meeting a handful of men that are also interested in the cannabis industry. They had started doing it in Michigan. Okay. Kind of just like looking into getting licenses. And then Illinois announced that they were going to, you know, distribute some more licenses. We applied for those and we just found out actually last week that we got two licenses. Ah, congrats. That's exciting. Thanks. That's really exciting. Yeah, I know. I feel like my Instagram the last two weeks have been like, are we going to get our license? Like just random people's stories, like people waiting to see if they like, because it was a lottery, no? Yeah. Well, it was like, it was just like a crazy, they were supposed to be awarded over a year ago. And then COVID somehow, right? No one could figure out how to get a lottery ticket. Got it. (laughs) It's a lot of papers. (laughs) Okay. Well, good. Okay. So, and then you join dad and you're working for dad for just legal. Yes. At that point, at like 2018 through about 2020, Mm -hmm. I was working just legal and Samantha was doing kind of operations. Operations. And just so like we're clear, you're doing just legal. Like, was there somebody else prior to you doing legal? Like he had you know, had a... No, just, I think, outside counsel. Outside counsel. Yeah. Okay, so no one ever, like, inside the team was doing legal. He would hire... Yeah. 
when he needed. So you're doing counsel now on like, I don't know, seven rest. I don't, I've, I've lost count. I know. I think at this point it's one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six restaurants. restaurants. And that number fluctuates because like some close, some open. Yeah. Okay. So six restaurants you're doing legal on. Samantha's like kind of done. So trying to figure out how to move on to some extent. So you guys are now like all under dad's umbrella of life yeah. again. I mean, yeah, I think I, at that same time when Karina was doing Super Q and legal, I was one in at Luna. I didn't really do a lot with my dad's company at that time just because my Got it. was all, all on Luna. So let's talk about Luna because we haven't. So you're doing operations basically for dad's restaurants Mm -hmm. and then at some point you're like all right game over I need to go figure this out on my own or like was it a moment or was it this like slow transition was Um, he like oh let's you know like what was his I mean I remember seeing like the building and it was just like it kind of just all happened at the same time I was ready to move on I was ready to do my own business I saw this opportunity and I was like okay I think I can do this I can do this I brought him like the paperwork of like this is a building I want to do a meeting it was kind of like a slow entrance into it because he was I think hesitant on having Mm. me do my own projects. Okay. So he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, I don't know. Okay, I'll help you. We'll see. So it's kind of like a little bit of a slow start. And then as soon as kind of he saw my image, he started helping me out more. Mm. So yeah, I started slow. Seeing the image, he helped me out with all construction. Yeah. um, All like buying the proper equipment, trying to help me out with all my paperwork. Right. Permits, all that stuff. Luna had a really rough like first year. Like, of course, restaurants had yeah. a very, very rough first year. I would say being focused on Luna, and then when me and Karina started working more together, it was probably with Treehouse with my dad um, wanting to reconcept old crow, right? But this was before COVID, right? Correct. It happened. Okay, let's talk about Luna because I actually think it's like really interesting because I didn't know that that like it was your. Like, I'm going to go figure this out. And dad was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah, also, like, in the story, too, like, you're following the path everyone else is giving you, mm-hmm. and it's not really working. And this was, like, the first sort of time where you were like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone else was like, oh, we don't know. And you're like, no, this is, guys, this is the first time I'm, like, making a decision yeah. about what yeah. and where I'm going. Opening up Luna was definitely my highest high points and lowest yeah. low points. Yeah, for, of course. No. I mean, don't they say something like being a restaurateur is like not for the faint of heart? Like it is not. Yeah. Like that shit is terrible sometimes and awesome sometimes. And- a lot, yeah. A lot of people would kind of see me like kind of struggle. I would like cry every day. Me and my dad would fight every single thing mm-hmm. about everything about Luna. He wanted to do something one way. I'm like, no, this is my restaurant. I want to I'm do, do it this way. way. But he would always say like, I'm, you know, he knows, he knows better. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, this is mine. So yeah, we would fight every single day. I would call my mom crying every single day. It was, <laughs> was she the mediator? Was she like, yeah, she would like try to talk to my dad and then she would try to talk to me. And she, it was, it was a very stressful year over mm-hmm. for sure. But I'm glad um, that everything happened yeah. how it happened. Um, I think through like the years of it being open, he also realized like, oh, okay, like she actually, she can like, stand on her own feet. I don't have to like, you know, hand her everything the answer yeah Yeah. so I think that helped me out a lot I'm glad that that happened yeah I don't think there was ever a moment with Luna no matter how stressful it was like that I was like I can't do this or I don't want to do this anymore I was just like yeah this is what we're doing I want to keep doing this as shitty as it is yeah I'm enjoying every minute I'm enjoying every single tear yeah (laughs) right yeah because Luna became kind of like my image of it's your baby colorful like I picked every plate I picked every like my chef is awesome like all the cocktails everything was my decision. So I think it's mm. Did you pick any, like, 
And obviously construction made sense. Like your dad has people that have always been his builders and he's worked with. So that made sense. But like outside of them is the team that was built, like the chef and the whoever made the cocktails. Like where did that team come from? So I ventured out with a different beverage consultant. His name is, he got it for us, Tim Williams and helped me out a lot open because I wasn't the most experienced bartender right. or anything, but he knew everything. So he yeah. trained the bartenders. And my dad actually did not like him at first because mm. he had no idea who he was. Yeah. He had no idea his intentions. He's like, I don't want you to work with this man. Yeah. And then again, we worked for a while <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's great. I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm glad that you finally like him. I don't know. And then with my chef, he wanted me to use Mo Chef and I right. did not want to use Mo Chef at all. I was very like stressed out, upset about it. Um, yeah. He helped us open, but then I picked up my new chef and my dad. Same thing. Yeah. He's like, I'm trusting him. I don't know who it is. And then Do you think your dad is protective of La Luna or protective of you? I think protective of me. I think he probably just doesn't want to see me fail as well. Yeah. Like that. So. And so he's like, I already know this package works. Just take yeah. the package yeah. that I've like created of the people. Yeah. Where did your chef come from? His name is Marco and he applied. And I was like super overwhelmed at that time because I was dealing with everything, interviews, right. opening, all everything. Right, everything. And his resume got lost at one point, and I remember he followed up on Instagram. I'm like, yes, come in tomorrow. And then, and that was it. Connected. He he had an awesome experience. He worked at like Soho. He worked at like Publican. So I was like, oh, you're perfect. Come on in. And yeah. He was young. So that's kind of what I liked at Luna is that I hired everyone at a young age. It's easier to mold yeah. and to work with versus hiring like a 40 year old yeah. chef that's they're doing it their way and it's way and it. game over. Yeah. So I lo- plus like you were the young owner. So like it, it would be crazy if all the people there were like crazy experienced because like you would lose your ability to like stand and make a decision because yeah. they would all have these opinions that they felt very yeah. strongly about. I mean I think everyone at Luna feels like we're a team because we're kind of all kind of the same age. So yeah. we're all kind of doing it together and I think I've like shown them like my experience as well, but also to show them like, hey, this is also my first restaurant. Right. You know, do the best. Yeah. So, yeah. Got it. And then so last summer when there were protests, there was looting, there were riots. I know for a fact that your dad's restaurants were hit, Mm -hmm. mostly because, number one, I live in the same neighborhood and I know what it felt like on my block. I went there the following morning and like brought coffees for everybody who was cleaning up. And like, so I knew what that looked like. And it felt very much like something that was so important to me in my existence as an adult with money and a condo in my life was connected to your dad's restaurants. So it felt very like personal to me, but I also understood the other side of why this was happening and, and how it was getting there. The protests stayed downtown, but a lot of looting started to occur in neighborhoods, mm-hmm. like not downtown neighborhoods. And La Luna is like in a small community neighborhood. So I know some stuff kind of went down, but I'm interested to know like, you know, what what was your experience? And like, it was a very complicated time. So like, what, how did you navigate that experience? Strangely, my dad's places were a little bit more target because they were downtown, I would say. So that's kind of where everyone was at versus it being my restaurant in Pilsen was more neighborhoody. I follow a lot of like neighborhood pages, like Pilsen neighborhood page and everyone with Pilsen just seemed very like strong with everybody like we're not yeah. letting anything happen this is our home this is what we built like we're protected yeah so I mean I was a little bit at nervous at first but like nothing that was super alarming I'm like okay we're gonna get right. it you know but with like my dad's places that did get looted I remember like getting the call the night it happened I like broke down yeah. on the floor started crying and it was a very um 
emotional time, I guess I would say. Um, and I feel like a lot of people won't connect to it emotionally because they'll say, oh, it's just a business. Yeah. Um, you have money or you have insurance. Yeah. You're just going to buy it off, you know, or you're just going to fix it. Right. Time. And at some extent, yes, that's the answer. It's going to get fixed. But an emotional side to it, like, this is also a business that's been in our family for 10 yeah. plus years. And we've seen our dad put like his entire time, blood, sweat, and tears into it. So it was a little bit more of an emotional effect on us versus yeah, like, like you know, it's a window. TV we'll put a new one. It's okay. It's not a big deal. That's why I, I I see both sides. Obviously, everything that happened with the protesters and then business getting looted. And I don't I, I don't know if Karina wants to add on to yeah, like what? Because yeah, I mean Samantha covered it where it's not about the money or the property. Right. It was we were. Like, our whole family was crying, like, very devastated. It was just hard because it, we knew how much work that we had put into it for over 10 years. It was, like, a 20-year right. thing that... And kind of, like, I mean, same with COVID. It's, like, in a second, it can all be taken away. And it's just more about, like, the work and whatnot. And I think that's just, like, a hard topic to to talk about because, you know, the protests obviously were for a good reason. Right. I think just everything escalated. It was COVID. Yeah. It was protests. Everyone was... In their own homes. Like, I remember I was listening to, like, a different podcast, actually, which was, like, the, what was coming from social media to, like, you know, yeah. what you saw on social media, that's, like, what you saw all day. Like, you yeah. weren't being distracted, you weren't going to work, you weren't, like, meeting your friends, you weren't having lunch. Like, that's all you saw. Yeah. So everything just increased. Yeah, like, so everybody's, it was almost like we were all, like, spinning in the middle of, a like, a tornado. That's and crazy. it was, like, everything just kept fucking spinning. Like, there was no point where you're, like... I'm going to go get a cocktail. I'll be back. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like, there was, like, no there, stepping away from yeah. it. It was always in front of you. Yeah, no matter what, you were spinning. Yeah. Like, there was no way to stop it. Yeah. So, you have La Luna. It's, like, growing. It's functioning. Also, like, I keep bringing fun people there. So, yeah. I feel like all these people now know <laughs> yes. my little bubble of the universe where I think I'm the center of the planet. I now have people in my little bubble that like it there and bring yeah. their friends. Yeah, it's always great to hear, like, you just hear, like, a random stranger, like, just be like, oh, we're going to go to Luna. You're like, <gasps> you're like, oh, my God, people know about me. Doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> like, someone knows. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Okay, so Samantha is building La Luna. Karina's doing legal for all of the entrepreneurs in the Sanchez clan. <laughs> yes. And your own, realistically, for your own entrepreneurial stuff. How do we get to Treehouse and explain Treehouse and somehow Samantha and dad made up and yeah. are working together again? <laughs> well, for now, 100% made up. <laughs> Samantha and dad are not made up. <laughs> no, I'm usually like the in-between. Are you? I'm very much like my dad. I see. But also very close to Samantha. Yeah. So I'm always the like trying to make peace. Yeah. Mom has like backed away from being yeah, a peacemaker yeah. and now it's Karina's job. Yeah, like, I feel like sometimes they'll tell me an idea and I'll be like, okay, I'll work on Daddy. Yeah. Um, like you'll like, spin it so that he can process it. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason when I tell him things, <laughs> he doesn't listen. But if it comes out of Karina's mouth, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is my this is my strategy now. Tell Karina, Karina tells my dad. And it gets done. The way she words it, he yeah. hears it and the way you word it, he's like, I just I don't know. <laughs> Nerves. Like yeah, before it was Treehouse. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It used to be Old Crow Smokehouse, River North. Because yeah. the other Old Crow exists? Yeah, Old Crow Wrigley, yeah. It's still, it's good to know. It's still there. So we're just it's talking River North. North. Yeah. And then we had, it was Old Crow River North for what, two, three years, two and a half years? Four or five years, I think. Yeah. It was busy. It was like a, it was busy for a little bit. We tried doing like live bands. We didn't get a draw crowd in because I think it was like a weird confusion of like, oh, is it still barley corn? Is yeah. Old Crow? There's an Old Crow here. Like just, it was weird. A lot weird. of people didn't know that we existed, I guess. And there was another country bar 
two yeah, blocks away. Bar and it's a very large space, so it's really yeah. hard to fill as well. So it was still Oak Pro, River North, and then COVID hit, and we're like, okay, we don't know when we're going to get live bands back. We don't know when we're going to have large gatherings. Like, we need to come up with a reconcept or new plan because we don't see it really going that long. Forward. Yeah. So that's where my dad's like, oh, we need a reconcept, blah, blah, blah. And he brought, I think, both of us in. It was just like, come up with some ideas, let me know. And that's when Tree House started. Started. So dad came to you guys. Yes. What a turn of events. <laughs> dad came. Isn't he that funny? Our, our young, our young, young thoughts and expertise yeah. and all that. So what was Treehouse born out of? Treehouse, like the name came later. I wanted yeah. it to be like a fun, bright place because Old Pro and Barlickon were both dark, dark concepts. Yeah. So it's like, no, we need to brighten it up. We need to add color. So that my design was kind of going towards that route. And then... I was like, okay, how are we going to put this all together in a name slash concept that makes sense instead of just being like, here's some bright patterns, here's some bright colors, we're just going to reopen. And I thought of just Treehouse because, again, like I love earthy, playful, super fun um, environment. We're still adding to it, which is great. Yeah. Still like adding design. We've both just obviously been super busy with work and distracted and stuff. But now, like recently, I'm starting to like take like new light fixtures new colors up yeah and make it like a yeah but I think that's the benefit is because you guys have that space mm-hmm. like it can be kind of this process versus it's, it's gotta lot. be it was a lot even like Luna I work Luna's been open for two and a half years and I'm still adding on to it yeah it's still so it can the point where to where you're ready yeah. for it to so Treehouse is probably gonna take a while too which is crazy because I know a lot of restaurants open like quick and they're like this is design this is it but in a realistic way restaurants have a budget so yeah a design budget. A <laughs> design budget. <laughs> so I Samantha needs have, a bigger design I budget. <laughs> I not have the freedom of, you know, choosing everything I want yeah. at opening point. So Fair enough. And then how, Karina, what was like your experience with Treehouse? Because that's probably outside of Laluna, like the only from day one onward yeah. restaurant um, you've been with. Treehouse is the first concept that Samantha and I worked on together that we considered right. like both of ours and they're like separate from her dad, even though technically he still like owns it and like is involved. Right. He kind of was like, well, you guys are old enough and also young enough to know kind of like what's <laughs> going to work. Better. Yeah. And Samantha obviously took the lead on the design aspect. Yeah. Like that is something that I like cannot do. <laughs> yeah. I'm not creative. I'm like, does this color look good? I have no idea. So, but I did help kind of like bridge the gap between Samantha and my dad and like what she envisioned she has to be and like what he kind of like allowed or thought was a good idea. And obviously did all the paperwork for it. So obviously all the paperwork comes across my desk. Yeah. And then this was actually the first time where I wasn't doing strictly law. Mm. I had like kind of a hybrid law and operational role. So... I've been like a hostess before, I've been a server before, yeah. but I've never really worked the floor at a restaurant and really been involved like the manager side. Yeah. And it's it's a different and it's a lot. And I learned from Samantha, I learned from my dad, I learned from the other managers, but it's yeah, it's the first one where I'm kind of like I'm there on Thursdays and Fridays. And I'm like, okay, well, how long is the food taking? And like, how do the cocktails look and taste? And just kind of like, what's the customer experience? And I mean, like every little thing between those things to like the music level. Right. <laughs> like, it's it all like, matters because it's yeah. all the experience and like you're right. curating the experience. The atmosphere, right, right. Is, is trickier than you think. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, even opening it up, we had kind of a vision 
And then a few weeks into opening, we're like, okay, it's starting to go towards more of a party route versus a dining route. Like making adjustments every week to adjust to what people want. So got it. Versus what your vision is, just like adjust to what like the population wants it to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of different restaurant owners out there that will disagree say do, different do yeah. different things to be like no this is my image this is what i'm forced to do no matter what right. i would rather adjust to our customers and clients to make it a successful business than to be a stubborn person, person <laughs> yeah and push something that is going to have more difficulty than you know yeah something else yeah like why row your boat against the current yeah i mean luna's changed a lot luna yeah i had like 15 tacos at first and then my dad thought it was going to be like a taco shop, and now it's like an uh, awesome menu. Everything is fresh, awesome cocktails, and it's just more dining. So that's why you just have to kind of like pivot. Don't lose your image, but still pivot your way through. Through it. Yeah. Yeah, when we first opened it, I think we envisioned more of like a restaurant, like a higher-end restaurant mm. vibe that turns into like kind of a party scene. And our food is really good. It just wasn't necessarily like high-end yeah where like people wanted to like only dinner there or like they wanted to party pretty early (laughs) yeah do you also i mean that building has like always been these like party places so like just the building's existence everyone's like the thing in it is supposed to be this thing yeah because it kind of has that staff we brought a lot of the staff back Mm -hmm. um like post-covid like the same staff. We didn't bring all of the staff back, but we brought a lot of the stuff back from Old Crow and like from our other locations. And so they also had kind of like a vision and like what yeah. they were used to, right. like the types of concepts that we usually put out in like our hospitality group. So I think that also shaped it. Yeah, I think we had to kind of like listen to like River North is younger. Yeah. Like kind of like listen to yeah. the clientele and adapt from there. Yeah, because I mean, Treehouse's clientele and what they expect is totally different than Luna's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's literally nothing to do with each other. <laughs> yeah, Treehouse is a very interesting project. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to, like, not be of the age anymore that, like, is the clientele. It's yeah. really weird. It's so like, weird. I'm working there and I'm like, I feel old. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I don't feel old at Luna. Oh, I, I don't feel old at all at Luna. Yeah. yeah. I look at, like, Instagram stories and I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I used to do that. Yeah. Right. Kind of looks fun, but kind of not anymore. Right. I, that's, I feel that way. There's a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh God, I think I'm old. Like, I don't want to, like, they, first of all, why are they doing that? And yeah. also, I shouldn't go. <laughs> Going forward from yeah. here, we both like the industry mm. and we both like that, like, entrepreneurial lifestyle. And so it's a lot more of, like, we open a place or we open another place and it's, like, more, like, overall strategy and, like, where... I feel like you're always thinking of, like, what's the next What's step? next? Yeah. Yeah. Is Samantha's brain already on yeah. to what's next? Trying to, yes. Luna's pretty in a comfortable stage right yeah. now. And then Treehouse is... Getting... Treehouse. Treehouse. Treehouse is Treehouse. But I'm trying to work on my next restaurant. Amazing. It's going to be called Casa Santa. Casa Santa. Which means holy house. Oh, but we yet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, if there's an Instagram, it's hers. This came out. (laughs) (laughs) There's an Instagram. It's hers. But yeah, I have that. And yeah, that's why I like, I think we're, our family in general just love moving on to the next step. Yeah. Doing the next adventure. Right. Like what's, yeah, yeah. the next thing. So I'm excited for that. It's cool that like it all comes full circle. Yeah. Like it super came full circle. 
Yeah. When your dad sent you to law school for no apparent reason, like turns out you were really helpful to everybody in the yeah. end. And like, you kind of want to be helpful. Like you were like, I just want to be helpful. Yeah. I think we both kind of like knew we would end up here, but mm. tried to fight it a little bit, kind of tried to do our own yeah. thing, which and in the end works out because then like we have like our own skill set totally. that we built before coming back. Yeah. It's so interesting to see how we all then became these individual human beings that yeah. on our part have nothing to do with your dad's restaurants anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, like we all, yeah, it's like a memory, yeah. but it's also like this weird bond that we all now have. And I'd worked at so many other bars and I think something that your dad, and honestly, I'm assuming at Luna is the same because it gives me the same vibe. All of the restaurants always feel like a family thing. Yeah. All yeah. of them always felt so family-like. Mm-hmm. All the people that work there, like everyone seems to be like so intertwined and you could be a manager at one place and then you're a manager at another. Like it's all the same crew of humans yeah. just like circling. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, like the customer experience is just as like, I don't know, it's like you're getting a hug because it's always the same people. <laughs> yeah. Like you could go to the place for two years and it's the same server on Wednesday yeah, and she's still, still it's like that concept like people like, like the diners. Yeah. Oh, Smitty. <laughs> I know Smitty from an outside world too. Yeah. So my Smitty, Smitty. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like I have lifelong friends from there and I think it's just because it was like family is like kind of the crew of it all for yeah. you guys. And mm-hmm. it's great. all came full circle. And uh, I'm just, we're just waiting for a reality TV show. Now. And now we just need a reality TV show. I know. We're going to be on when they drop us. Jerks. Assholes. <laughs> They'll regret it. <laughs> they will <laughs> perfect thanks guys for doing Yay, this yeah. thank you yeah for sure so i appreciate I it i even learned more from about karina today as well did you about you as well as i yes. look at that oh great your podcast just bring everyone together Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or I thoroughly annoyed you enough that you feel like you have to come back for more, please go subscribe, rate us, send a review, and share us on social. You sharing us means all of our struggles don't have to be in silence anymore, and it means we all have a voice. Most importantly, it means I get to keep making episodes. So please, go share. That's what I said before we started. Like, she has no idea how funny she is. She doesn't like to talk to people or like deliver the funniness. So she'll like whisper it in my ear, like a funny comment. And I'll just be like, that's great. And I'll just like deliver it to the room. And so everyone thinks I'm really funny, but. Samantha's actually the really funny one. She's just like covert funny. Yeah. I always tell her, I was like, stop telling me jokes. She's like, we have to say them louder. (laughs) You aren't telling anyone your jokes. Yeah. Uh, That's actually very funny.